look, the problem with Tinder, and they don't publish stats on this, but I'm sure if they did, they would reveal the following. If you are an attractive woman, you get some large multiple of the matches that an attractive man does. Um, and We're so- We're talking like a thousand X or something. It's, it's yes, a large no, it's not, it's not two X, okay? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. Your Mileage May Vary is a regrettably too cisgendered heterosexual man show that examines topics pertaining to sex and relationships, but uh, mostly sex. We scour the web, predominantly Reddit because it's a never-ending goldmine, for suitably salacious topics, and then discuss them until we've adequately litigated the matter at hand. I am Keith, my co-host is Mike, who I'll be getting to in a moment. But first, the usual podcast pre-roll stuff. The best way to follow us is, of course, to subscribe to our feed and your favorite podcast app. We're available everywhere, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also like our Facebook page, and you can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Uh, okay, Mike, uh, happy belated New Year. Thanks, Keith. Uh, I have a follow-up to our favorite topic, which is obviously blowjobs. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so uh, this was on Reddit uh, actually four months ago, but uh, in two paragraphs, I think it sort of succinctly sums up the two different perspectives. So uh, here we go. Uh, Sucking dick is completely underrated. I'm the only one in my entire friendship group that actually enjoys blowjobs. It's absolutely crazy to me how how not only none of my friends like it, they hate it. I think it's one of the sexiest things ever and probably my favorite part of sex in general. Okay, so on one hand, you have all of her friends hating it and thinking it's gross. Okay. On this the other is, wait, hand, wait, this is a woman saying she likes giving them, yes. not a man. Cause you, you could actually read that as a man saying he likes getting them, but go on. Okay. It's a woman just to be clear. Is, it is unclear whether this is written by a man or a woman actually, but let me read the next part and then you can tell me whether you think this is a man or a woman. Okay. Uh, she, th- they go on. There's nothing hotter than kneeling in front of a guy and unzipping his pants to find he's hard and then taking him into your mouth. Sometimes I even get excited to see he's soft too. I really like the feeling of him getting hard in my mouth. I love everything about it. I love the idea of sucking it. Love being so close and personal to his cock. I love tasting his pre-cum. I love hearing him moan in pleasure. I love seeing his toes curl. I love him feeling explode in my mouth. I just love everything about it. Uh, that's a woman. I don't understand how she can see his toes curl while she's doing that, but go on. Yeah. I mean, generally she's, she's saying the thing that you usually say, which is like, yeah, like the, the thing of delivering pleasure to the man is enough to overcome. Now she said a lot of weird stuff too, right? She said that she, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that suggests uh, an unusual mentality, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know, trying to be a little bit more open-minded about receiving blowjobs since we last recorded. That's good. I, th- I mean, we discussed this, and I mean, I think you're, I think you have both a psychological and a physical issue here. Um, yeah, that, that limits your enjoyment, which are both equally, I think, interesting. Uh, well, what, then, what do you, yeah? What, what do you think the physical issue is? We've discussed this. It's, it's, uh, it's, and and it's this, it's the circumcision thing. Uh, and this is, this is a topic that surprises you, even though you are, as I know, a kind of a connoisseur of porn, Mm -hmm. like all men. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are different tightnesses of circumcision. And if, if your foreskin or what's left of it, if you're circumcised is kind of immobile, 
it can make it kind of uncomfortable. It just makes it more difficult physically to do, right? And that's that's the state, the unfortunate state you find yourself in. I think that, yeah. So your thought is that like if if most men would rate the average blowjob like you know an eight point four out of ten, I would rate it like a six point seven out of ten or something because of the way I've been circumcised on purely physical grounds. Because if you if you're if you're, I'm not sure what the right word is, so I'll just say foreskin. I I realize that that normally would apply to an intact man, but in this case, mm-hmm. it's whatever's left. Yes. If it's more mobile, then yeah, the thing that is done to you just is like easier, more straightforward. Like there's no issues. They're not issues of lubrication and so on and so forth. Yeah. And so it just okay. seems, right. you know. I think I think that might be some of it, but I think 90% of it is psychological or 95%. Well, okay, but hang on. Let's switch over. Let's just pretend that we're talking hand jobs. Yes. Uh, I assume- With hand jobs, it would be different. I think that the gap between- how much I can in physically enjoy a hand job and how much somebody with a different circumcision would is different. So with a hand job, you would agree it's mostly there there'd be a significant physical barrier uh, to it being fruitful. Yeah. I mean, look, there's also the matter that like intellectually, it's not as seemingly disgusting to give a man a, a blowjob or sorry, a hand job as it is to give him a blowjob. But yeah. Um. Okay. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's obviously true because because of where the nut goes, right? Mm, okay. <laughs> so, so, the, so, okay. So, so you think it's mostly psychological, but but and 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 importantly, you think that the uh, natural lubrication in the mouth sort of uh, resolves part of the issue with uh, yes, with yes. the hand job. Okay, yes. all right. In, in fact, I yeah, like as I've been uh, like experimenting with this, like I can report that it is. Uh, quite nice. Look, this isn't like a major revelation here or anything, but yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So it's psychological and go on. So what's so, so explain for our uh, listeners, the psychological component. I mean, you. look, we've, we've gone through this in episodes one through however many episodes we have, but I think it, it is, it is hard for me to understand why a woman would want to give me a blowjob. And like, I, I know all the arguments here, like, oh, do you like going down on, on girls? Yes, I do. do. Isn't that gross? No, I don't think it is. I think there's some there's some difference, but in any case, yeah, we don't really have to go through well, this. Well, why, but, but I mean, like, what, how about this one? Like, what, why don't you, why do you think a woman would want to do anything sexually with you? I don't know. That's actually a good question. But yeah, I feel like blowjobs are are like particularly bad. And and I know that I'm not like crazy for thinking this because of this thread I just read. Like she's like, yeah, like all of her friends hate it, right? They don't dislike it. They like sort of actively hate it. And so it, it's not insane to think that like blowjobs are sort of, uh, I mean, objectively, but definitely subjectively disgusting to some people. Um, Well, I mean, I think that it's like a fun, I mean, I don't think that I, okay, my personal take on this is I don't think that it comes down to uh, whether a, an act is quote unquote disgusting or not. I mean, look, like if you go on the sex subreddit, there's a shocking amount of content on there about people uh, doing analingus. I mean, really quite yeah, a lot of it. I actually have a topic about that later, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, that, that like, I think objectively, I think you can say just flat out objectively is disgusting. Like our, our, our olfactory system is designed on some level to uh, shield us from feces. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, subjectively, some people like it. Well, 
because yeah, so what that what is that? That comes down to uh, the fact that when you're sexually aroused, it suppresses your disgust. And there have been like psychological studies. So that's like a fairly easy thing to study psychologically, right? You take something disgusting and then you have someone aroused or not aroused and see how they react to it. And your disgust is suppressed through arousal, <clears throat> which makes sense. And so like what my take on this is basically like these women who are saying they don't like it, like they're just not getting aroused. <laughs> that would be my, that's like, that's like sort of the next word of thing I would say is like, look, these are women who are just not attracted to their partners. They might just have low libido. Um, and so they're just like, look, sex is disgusting, but the difference is, here's the key difference is that like, um, PIV, they can just sort of ignore it, right? It's sort of like, they can just shield, they can sort of put up a mental curtain there. Whereas when it's oral, like it's, you know, it's sort of, it's much harder to pretend I, it's not going on. Do you think on. that there is an attractive enough person that would make analingus compelling for you? I'm sorry. Can you explain the question better? Do you mean like- Okay. What? So you're saying that like- uh, Okay, there's there's some scale, right? So with 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 PIV, like most people can, you know, be attractive, be attracted enough to like tolerate that. Um, but if but if somebody is less attractive, then yeah, or yeah, if they're not or if they're not attracted enough to someone, then giving them a blowjob is is fairly uncompelling. Um, I understand. Okay, so I, I think I understand what you're saying. So so attractive. For, okay, first of all, for a man, physical attractiveness is going to be a Im more important component than for a woman, right? And the men in general aren't that physically attractive. And so women are aroused by other things. But I don't think the right dimension here is attractive. I think the right dimension here is arousal. And so really, I think what you should okay, have asked fine. me is, could I, could I imagine being sufficiently aroused to suppress the disgust yes. of, of poop? Yes. And because, yeah, okay. the answer is Yes. Sure. Huh. I mean, like, I mean, I like because I, I, I'm not sure there's really a limit to that. Like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. But, well, but what is uh, what could possibly worse be worse than like, like basically eating poop? I, I don't know, like eating decaying flesh or something. Like, yeah, I, like, like a anything like more repulsive. Necrophilia, bestiality. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, some sort yeah. of like bukake, but <laughs> eating sort of like, eating animal poop. Yeah. Like I'd have um, to be really, really aroused to do bukake. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, but but I mean, like, but but that being said, I'm not sure I could rule it out. Like I, I've okay. So let me be clear. Like I've never been aroused enough in my life to right. uh, go this far to have right. these things seem appealing. But there are drugs that I have not used uh, that will sort of simulate these feelings of arousal and. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't surprise me if, like, there's a drug that, like, I could administer to you, and you would just be licking ass all day. I'm actually pretty sure of it. Uh, and so, and so, yeah, with these women, I just think they're not. I just think they're not getting aroused. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's that simple. And also, I think that your your reaction to this is 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 incorrect. I think the way you should think about it is uh, is that like the the nastier the thing the woman wants to do, the more aroused she is. So that like you should be pleased by that. No, I mean, unless being, they're doing yeah. it, just, I mean, I think some women, and, and you can read this on the sex subreddit, like a lot of women are giving people blowjobs out of obligation. They feel like they have to. Um, and then, you know, they're like sort of complaining about how their partner always wants it and, you know, makes them feel like crap. And so, like, that's true. I like, mean, I, although, how do I yeah. know if they're simulating arousal? Well, that's like, that's they never a, would with me. So I guess that's not an issue. Right. But. No, it's a difficult thing, uh, generally. Uh, with when dealing with women, I think that like um, there are certain physical signs of arousal that men sure. appear to be uh, kind of woefully inadequate at uh, detecting in, in many cases. Right. Um, 
but I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's tricky. I, under, I understand exactly what you're saying, and it's a real. It would be a real issue. You're like, is this because she's super aroused, or is this because she's like, fuck, I have to give Keith a blow yeah. now because he and bought I, me dinner. I think I can actually tell whether somebody is simulating arousal or not. But even if I can, like, there's still like this psychological thing where I'm not. I don't. I don't know. It's, we've it's established. We've I think firmly established that you were not capable of distinguishing fake from real female orgasms. In my opinion, I think in my opinion, there is sufficient statistical evidence to establish that, and that's because you. Uh, I mean, when like for example, like it's 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 common knowledge uh, that that surveys in in surveys women report seldom having orgasms in the first couple encounters with men. And by the way, uh, this is one of the uh, arguments that I think uh, goes against some of the women who disagree with my uh, feelings. Uh, expressed on this podcast. Yes. Uh, if women are so sexually liberated and they can just fuck anyone and it's just great for them, even if they're just having one night stands all over the place, then why, why if it's so great for them, do women report not typically having orgasms until say their third, fourth, fifth sexual encounter with the same man? What's going on there? What's so great about it for them having all these one night stands where they don't have orgasms? And of course, you know, I'm sure you'll find the one woman who just has orgasm constantly. Or, yeah. Or I mean, and I suspect like the people who have, yeah, there, there's like a, there's like a sampling issue here. Like you need the people, the, the people who are feeling more liberated might record, might report a higher orgasm rate. They might, they might, although they might, I mean, look, yeah, there could be like a cross tabulation correlation thing there. Um, I mean, there's another issue with women and this I think also relates to your we should move on a sec, but I want to say this. Okay. Go also on. also relates to your your uh famed uh, success at giving women orgasms on the first time with you. Yes. Incredibly Can we just, unbelievable like, just, high just, rate. just let me just like mention this quickly. I mean, it is possible that I am skilled. But anyway, go on. It's, it's you're, no, you're right. It, like listen, like given like a normal distribution, I might not be, but who knows? Anyway. No, no, no. no knowing your personality, I actually believe that you are and that the women are aroused by you. I actually I actually think that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. And I also you're, – you're unusual uh, among men in that you tend to tell the truth uh, in, in, a lot, in situations where the truth might actually um, cut against you. So I actually believe that stuff. That being said, like – Look, there's like a comfort level, and it just tip, you know, like the first time she exposes her body to you, like it's just a little bit uncomfortable. And so it's just a little, even with even with you being at that level, like I still find it sort of, I'm sort of skeptical. The thing I want to say though is that there is also research that a substantial percentage of women may not really know what an orgasm is, and so women think they had one, but they actually never have in their entire life. And there's, there's data behind that, that we don't need to get into, but there's like, there's, there's an interesting question there. And of course there's even the sort of physiological question of like, like what is an orgasm for a woman? Like, I mean, because for a man, it's sort of obvious, it kind of tends to go along with ejaculation, but for a woman you go, well, how do you define it? And so like the, you can yeah. get into that stuff too. Anyway. There was a, there was a thread on Reddit about this. I actually tried to find it uh, before we started recording here. Um, I'll find it for the next show where somebody was saying that she thought she had been having orgasms her entire life. Um, she hadn't, she had recently had her first. Uh, and then, yeah. And the responses, there were a bunch of people asking her lots of questions about that. Cause they were, yeah, she described it in such a way that I think 
made other people sort of question what they thought. Anyway, yeah, we, we can we can explore sure. that. Sure. Yeah, the, 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 I read that one too. And the, the, the piece of research, look, this is a hard thing to research, but people can look up. There is some amount of research that's been done where they have women masturbate and they put probes up their butts to see, to look for yeah. the telltale uh, uh, contractions of the anal sphincter. Right. And uh, women, the, the correlation between women reporting psychologically that they had an orgasm and actually the machine thinking they did is not as high as one to one. It, yeah. It's, it's not one to one. It's not zero or anything, but it's not, yeah. it's, it's less than you'd think. And so there's a lot of women who, who either we don't know what an orgasm is for women or they don't, they're misreporting. Anyway, we can move on. Okay. All right. We should look up the numbers on this. I've now, I've now infuriated like our like entire it. female, female <laughs> listenerships. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we were talking about uh, analingus, and oh, there's this Reddit thread here um, that I thought was interesting, and I think wrong, but it, it involves science. So, okay, uh, this guy says, "My friend and I did the test. How unsanitary is it really to eat ass?" My oh, friend God. and I are interested in science. We also think that rim jobs are fun to give me and receive her. I don't know if these guys work in a lab together. It's unclear. Oh, wait, here we go. Sorry. She does molecular biology and has plenty of experience using lab equipment to examine bacteria and fungal pathogens. The procedure to study how disgusting a given surface is, is pretty straightforward. You've probably done this yourself in middle school science class. Using multiple swabs to get a good average, we tested several surfaces. Uh, A clean kitchen counter, my dick, her vulva, both of our upper backs, both of our anuses after showering and washing in there with soap. Uh, Greatest amount and most diverse growth, kitchen counter. Next, for some reason, was my upper back. I promise I shower. Maybe my skin sheds a lot, he says in parentheses. After that, our anuses, dicks, and vulva growths looked almost completely identical. Okay. Is that possible? I think it is because I think, well, I mean, there's a lot of like, look, okay. The, the I mean, there's a lot of methodological issues here. Like the first yes, question would be like, like what kind of, what, how did the swab work? Because like, it's yeah. going to be a big difference between if you just, the if you just like wipe along the surface versus if you take a Q-tip and jam it two inches in. Sure. And I wish they would have done mouth, but go on. Oh, mouth's good. I mean, that's like, it could be that your mouth is just as dirty as your anus. It's the difference is that like, you know, your, your, your olfactory system is designed to reject the contents of your anus. So it's just like, it just is disgusting. Like, and you could say, what does disgusting mean? Can you quantify it? Well, it's hard, but like (laughs) poop, poop is not like, yeah, unless you're like a fecophile, um, whatever you call it, a fecophile, uh, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I think also that they showered and like rinsed out their anuses before before swabbing is is fairly important here. Like the problem is the poop particles or or whatever the next unit of size is up from particle. Like that's not, I guess, nugget or um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, turdlet. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I, I. It just seems like yeah, like that's the risk. There is like the actual fecal matter, which I think was sort of excluded from this particular test. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, look, like, like, look, like. Uh, I, okay, if you're gonna run your tongue around a hole in a person's body, you're probably going to at some point stick your tongue into the hole. And that's where the problem starts. Like, yeah, if you're, if you, if, if, right, if they're holding it tight and you just rub over the surface, then yeah, I have no doubt uh, that could be great if the person's showered recently. But the thing is, like, you don't necessarily know that. And like, I've definitely seen postings where there's like, it's clear that like there's, 
they, you know. Okay. Like, well, look, no, I, this I brings carefully up after I pooped. It's like, like oh. yeah, I mean, look, let, let's say that you've showered and you've like, you know, rinsed around. So, so the external of the anus is fine. Like how far up do you have to go before there's shit? I, I, uh, there's only one way to find out this. I think we'd have to do a series of Q-tips, but I would imagine it's, it's, we're talking like no more than an inch or two. Yeah. I don't think it's very far. Like I'm guessing the bottom of, is that the colon that ends at the anus? The rectum. That's the colon, yeah, right? The rectum. the rectum. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm guessing like as soon as you get in there, as soon as you like, you know, pass the, uh, whatever the threshold, there's, there's stuff that you can't clean. Cause I mean, maybe you can get in there with some sort of tool, but then, but then, yeah. But I mean, how far up do you go with the tool to clean? Like, eventually, there's there's going to be shit. Yeah, I mean, the stuff is all pretty rough. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, unless the person does some pretty intensive internal cleaning, and even then, like, I would have some doubts about, like, yeah. I mean, there, on some level, it's just like, what's the point? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Although, you know, there's always the guys on the pornographic subreddits who try to post videos of themselves jamming things up their butts. And they're like, oh, I mean, that's a pretty common, the prostate stimulation thing is a pretty common one on the sex subreddit as well. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's sort of a, a shame for men that uh, there's this like pleasurable thing they can do that requires sticking something up their butt. Yeah. I have not experimented with that much. Uh, we, we talked a bit about how uh, in the past, like I, I sort of stupidly associated any sort of anal play with with uh questions about my sexuality but that's like yeah that's obviously not the case so like i don't understand yeah i don't know i don't don't know how you broach that in a like reasonable way without getting shit everywhere yeah i mean i think you have to go through some sort of cleaning regimen which you know you just have to decide like if that's what you want to be doing with your life yeah, just cleaning right. your butthole. I have one more excrement-related topic, and then we'll get on to oh, Jesus. What, what yeah, I expect you, you to be the main event. Yeah, I mean, maybe I shouldn't do three in a row, but here we no, go. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is um, wife finally said yes. A little context. A while ago, my uh, my wife found out about my pee fetish because she found my Tumblr that had a lot of pictures of girls peeing through their panties, but she wasn't really bothered by it that I liked that. And it's unclear if that's his Tumblr account where he was. I think on these Tumblr, photos? you can like kind of connect other, it's, you know, it's just like a social network where you can grab photos from other people's stuff and add it to yours. So it could sort of okay. be both, right? It's like Pinterest sort of. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, today I finally found the courage and straight up asked her if she would ever let me watch her pee through her panties and even pee on me. And in all caps, she said, yes, exclamation point. I was so excited. She said that she understood why I had that fetish and that she would be happy to oblige. Moral of the story, you never know until you're asked. Okay. Why do men want to be peed on? It's some sort of submissive thing. I, I have to be honest. I'm still a little bit stuck on the way it sounds when you say pee through her panties. Hmm. It's very like it's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's some like assonance and con- consonants in there. It's just some sort of like if, if some sort of effeminate uh, f- uh, phrase okay. that you're saying there. That okay, she can, so she can urinate through her undergarments. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> still a little. I, I tried still. to lower the timber of my voice. I don't know yeah. if it helped. Sorry. You just, you know, piss through her underpants. Piss. Oh, there it's go. hard. Right. Underpants. All those words sort of make you sort of, uh, anyway. So why do men want to be peed on? Because men want to do like um, taboo things with chicks. Uh, I think there are taboo things that don't involve having excrement on me. Wait, wait. Excrement is usually poop. Is, is P not in the same uh, Venn diagram? 
Well, of course, on some level, but I just don't think when people, I just, when people say the word excrement, they're talking about crap. They're not talking okay. about pee. Okay. Pee would be like, uh, well, urine, I don't know, but I, I was uh, just clarifying. So, I, I mean, was trying to connect it to the, to the pri- previous topic, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, uh. I, I don't think that the uh, – I it, this is all about like a guy getting titillated by like the fact that the woman is doing something taboo and like there's some sort of emotional reaction here. It's not – in that sense, it's not very different from like anal sex, right? It's like you're just you're just doing something that like she shouldn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's getting yeah. off on it. And she's – what I forget what was going on. Was she just sort of like, why does he like this? I forget. No. <laughs> I got, I got, Keith says, look, this guy is – his writing is a little questionable and like the three quarters of these things are always fake, but it, it, he says, she said that she understood why I had that fetish and that she would be happy to oblige. I don't know how she understood why he had that fetish, but. I think women mostly just don't care. They're like, all right, I'll do, I'll do the weird thing you want done. Yeah. Well that, I mean, that one is sort of like explicitly demeaning to him at least. Can you imagine if women- it's not like, hey, do you mind if I like pee on your face? Like she might be more hesitant on that one. Like how would you feel if there was some equivalent like – I mean this is what I, – I, I was um, – I've generally read things by women about like their experiences on Tinder and the like and you know, just like men, you know, get ghosted all the time. There's all these things that happen with men but like women have – and women get ghosted too. But there's this – you know, women have to put up also with this sort of ongoing barrage of insane male sex requests. <laughs> right. It's actually like one of the most common things, right? So like how would you feel if like, you know, you pretty much knew you're like on a date with a chick and like you're like, oh man, when we go back to my place, like she's gonna ask me if she can shit on my face. Right, exactly. They have to like, you know, spin the wheel and like up comes like right. oh, he I don't know, wants me to pee on him, or you know, up comes like, you know, he can only have sex if I'm like completely tied up or up comes whatever. Right. And you should you should probably be grateful that like I mean, women have their own set of sort of uh, behaviors, but like this is like one where women are much more straight down the middle. Typically, yeah. uh, you don't. Yeah, and I'm trying to think like what would be what would be like something that you really wouldn't want done to you. So, like a woman would be like, oh, because I mean, if if, if you were going to turn like turn the tables and be like, okay, so men are titillated by women I doing think, taboo things. Yeah, I think the classic one is pegging. I think most men are sure loath, loath to do that for. I think I think that. Reasons. I think that it would, for me, it would be, cl- that that would be tough. Uh, I, I was thinking something about like, if she decided she had a fetish for like taking my semen and then like making me eat it later or something, that'd be mm. pretty revolting. Are you sure you wouldn't like that? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> I, particularly, yeah, there's there's often these these guys who are, yeah, like, uh, you know, these, it's, it goes back to the disgust thing, but and and, and then post nut clarity ultimately, like these guys who are like or women who are whoever people who are like, uh, oh man, he won't he won't taste it after after he finishes, and it's like, yeah, I mean, so 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 in other words, taking that moment where your disgust, you know, the the disgust suppression is totally gone. So like mm-hmm. you've just nutted, everything's disgusting to you, and then making the lights it, come on. So this would be terrible. So for example, she's like, my baby, my fetish. Is I'm going to give you a hand job, and right after you nut, I'm going to peg you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Um, yeah, and then well, feed, feed you your own semen. I mean, in some ways, you you know, you might agree to that because you know, at the time of the negotiation, you know, pre-nut, you're like, you know, hey, whatever, like your arousal is is at a peak, and so I bet might, might I bet most women. I bet most women – it would be interesting to post this on the sex subreddit and get some feedback. But I bet most women have had guys do that 
have got guys be like, oh, I want to do this after I nut and then and then not do it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to get sort of the list of that happens. I mean, everyone complains about like how, yeah, like sex almost always ends as soon as the guy nuts. And uh, yeah, the woman is often left left wanting for various reasons. Yeah. When I was in high school, I had a girlfriend who she was like, hey, I I need to talk to you about something. Uh, Can we go go to my car and we'll talk about I'm like, okay. And I I totally I I really thought she was pregnant. I was like, shit, this is what this is. Not a good and the thing she wanted to talk about was the fact that after I nutted, I was just totally distant. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, well, and I mean, it was in high school. So, you know, and it's a long time ago. So there wasn't like a subreddit to read. Right. Either. Did you feel any guilt about this at the time or you you you, you already were like, eh? Well, number one was relief because I was like, oh, is that all? <laughs> and then secondly, it's was, not it's not that like I'm emotionally hurting your feelings every time we have sex. It's, well, I mean, I got like I was genuinely like really nervous and nervous in the way like adolescence, I think, get even more like there's really amped yeah. up nervousness you can have. Yeah, at that there's, like age. A, there's like a physical. Yeah. So I was like afraid. And uh, so that so that went away and I was like, oh, that's great. And then I was sort of like, no, and, and, and then no, the immediate next thing was, okay, what, calibration, what do I, what sentence do I have to say next to make sure this chick stays on my dick? Uh, do you remember what you came up with? Oh, it was just something like, oh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Like I'll try better. And then, you know, I, for the next like couple, you know, I, I think I did try, try, but it was always, <laughs> it was always like, hundred percent just like conscious effort there was no desire to be nice afterward right. it was always just like and i think i don't do you do you do that are you do you feel a need to basically like overcome your own drowsiness and kind of disgust and whatever else comes with the post nut clarity to like uh i kind of like i kind of like cuddling after sex i think well, for fuck's sake keith really I'm not i'm not i think yeah i think if there's a spectrum i'm probably Jesus. like I th- I feel like I'm fairly decent on that front. Do you have like a um, short refractory period? Mm, I think uh, normal. What is the like average refractory period for like a 39 year old man? I mean, well, okay. First of all, okay, like, I'd have to look. What I've up. read, it can go from like, you know, something. Some people say they can like immediately get hard again. That's that, but that means they probably didn't like have a full orgasm but i've read anything from like minutes to 24 hours i, well, I think it varies um yeah. the the one thing i wanted What's to the say median well uh okay well okay there's a couple things here i, I my what i've read is the median something like 30 minutes but it's going to depend heavily on like it's situational right yeah it is um now one thing that comes up in this context is the coolidge effect which mm-hmm. people talk about and i just pulled it up here on Wikipedia, the Coolidge effect seen in animals, males exhibit renewed sexual interest whenever a new female is introduced to have sex with, <clears throat> even after cessation of sex with prior but still available sexual partners. The point is that the Coolidge effect means that you can get aroused much more quickly if there's a novel female. Now, <clears throat> I've never actually tested this, and I, I would be grateful, and probably our listeners would be grateful if you could test it, but the way you would do it is you would nut. Maybe you could have two different women in different rooms. Nut with one, and then just quickly go to the other room and see if you can immediately get yeah, aroused in it. Supposedly, that Wikipedia you can. thing that Wikipedia thing even says like it can't be someone you've had sex before. So they, these have to all be new people to really maximize or minimize the Coolidge effect. That's true. You'd have to hire a prostitute. Yeah, prostitutes. 
Well, no, because the first one can just be a normal partner. It would have to be a partner that's okay with the fact that you've hired a prostitute in the next room. Okay. So yeah, if we're just trying to figure out what is the shortest possible refractory period. Yeah. Okay. That would work. Well, just you have to nut and the first person could be someone, you know, and then, but the second person needs to be someone completely brand new and also compelling. I, yeah, I know you have some interest in this because I, I know that in general you have interest in seeing things your body can do. Yes. And this is a thing your body can do that you've never had it do before. So you might consider it. I'd be curious to see like how many times I could like (laughs) nut in like a 12 hour period. Um, but I mean like this experiment is completely impossible without. Yeah, with without I guess employing prostitutes. Yeah, well, I mean, so like you, uh, you could, for example, you could um, just have the prostitute like lie there, and then you would beat off onto her chest. So it's not so. There's no so it's not like you're not passing germs around or something, right? You're just like, a, look, I'm just doing this experiment. I I actually think it might be fairly easy to get women for a pretty low price to do that. Hmm. I'll have to put something on. Um... Does Craigslist still have that gigs section? <laughs> yeah, but I think they they've they've cut out the. Uh, no, the, this uh, is non-penetrative. That's true. It's true. It's acting, right? She's a, it's a modeling gig. That's, that's right. <laughs> with, <laughs> modeling with with some, um, with with some um, pearl necklaces cleanup requirement. Yeah. Well, uh, she could even like have a plastic sheet on. I mean, but it has to be enough that like you'd be aroused. I think. I do. I would say this that I would have some interest in seeing my body do that. In my experience, it's usually like at least, particularly after the second time I have sex, it's at least twenty to thirty minutes of like pretty much like you not. I'm not going to get aroused, but I, you know, science says that I should be able to do it with a novel female. You also could imagine porn being able to do that, but in my experience, it doesn't. So that's interesting. I'd have to. I'd have to find a bunch of new porn. That I know is good. You, you, there's one other. There's one other issue here. Yeah, which is it goes back actually to the thing about like a woman uh, having a fetish for what happens during your post net clarity, which would be terrible. And that is that like remember that you'd have sex the first time, and you would be in that moment of post nut clarity. You would have to get up, walk into the next room where there's a prostitute, and that actually is kind of sickening, right? I actually uh-huh. wonder, let's say it's not a prostitute. Let's say it's, you know, whatever, the most beautiful woman in the world. Who just comes in and wants to have sex with you. Right. And she's yeah. just like, you know, come on, baby. Like she's you know clearly maximally interested in it. There's nothing, you know, pro forma about it. Um, then it would work. I believe yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously a very difficult situation to set so up. Then and then, per- and then who's the third person? The second most beautiful person in the world? Like, right. You know, it's, it's, it's tricky. So your post-nut clarity would immediately drain away, apparently. I think I it know. actually, they don't need to be, uh, I think to like minimize the Coolidge effect, the person doesn't actually have to be, you know, a 10 or whatever. I don't think it, so. I just think it has it, to be available. It's, and... it's, it's the novelness that's most important. Right. Uh Yes, it doesn't say. Of course, of course, I think this is mostly seen in animals, and it would be difficult to know, like for example, for rats, what a male rat considers to be an attractive female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Let's move on. So uh, it has been a while since we last recorded, and in that period of time, I experimented with uh, seeking arrangement a bit. Um, I think there's some interesting things to explore here. You, you so ready? this is the site where this is the site. I have an account on there too. I've I've never paid. Did you have a paying or a free account? Yes, you have to pay in order to. 
I don't remember exactly, um, but you have to pay in order to receive messages, I think. I think you can see that you have received messages, but you can't read them unless you pay. Right. So I just went in with a free account just to see like what was in there. Yeah. And it appears You can view be... profiles with the free account? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can search and view profiles and stuff like that. I mean, it makes sense because they're trying to upsell you to the page that's right. plan. That's right. Uh, and But the general thing here is, uh, uh, and I think that um, to some extent, I think there's a lot of things that have moved to this site because of the shutdown of Backpage and Craigslist sort of prostitution thing. But there's also this sort of uh, part of our society based around younger women and older men and some kind of financial arrangement, which I think is the point of the site, right? Uh, yeah, and there's, there's my a recollection devoted to this. Yeah, yeah. My recollection is when you sign up. It even says like, hey, this is not a pay-per-meet or a monthly allowance website. Like they, they pay some lip service too. I think there was another site like this that called Ashley Madison, but it got shut down. I think they were based in the United States. And I don't know if Seeking Arrangement, it's actually just seeking.com now. I'm not sure if they are based in the United States or how they are avoiding legal trouble because- a lot of what's going on there is basically outright prostitution. Well, at, Ashley Madison was fraudulent in the sense that it wasn't it wasn't for well, okay. Ashley Madison was a site where people would go to have an affair. And the problem was they created a bunch of fake female accounts because actually there aren't that many women who want to go on a site and just have an affair. By contrast <laughs> shocking, shocking. By, by contrast, and I, I find seeking very interesting uh because I think it actually is uh, playing into it's playing into the sort of stereotypical uh, stereotypical desires, right? A man stereotypically desires a younger, attractive woman, and a, a younger a younger woman stereotypically desires a man to provide for her. And I know that's why I keep saying stereotypical because women will say that's not everyone. Uh, but I actually think that that's sort of interesting because to the extent that there are a bunch of people that want those things. Like they're providing a valuable service. Like there may be a lot of, say, twenty-three-year-old women who would love to date a forty-year-old man who, where there's less drama and they can um, afford to pay for trips and expensive restaurants, and also just sort of financial stability. I mean, so is that what you found on the site? Women sort of looking for that type of stuff. Yeah. So first off, uh, I should be clear. I never gave anybody any money. Um, well, I did you pay yourself more as like a coach, right? You're, 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 uh, you yeah. Are, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I signed up out of curiosity and to sort of collect data. Uh, I thought that the, I thought that the website was basically going to be, I thought everyone was going to be a prostitute. Um, but that's not really what I found. But like, there are prostitutes on there. There oh, are, there clearly, are, there yeah. are. Look, if you want to find, if you want to find like a very attractive person to have sex with, like tonight, I think you can do it fairly easily on that website. Like there are people that are willing to fly in. Um, and I, like, I never uh, discussed anything with these people, but it would be, be, I'd be curious to know like what that costs. I don't know. Um, when you say, you mean not how much the plane flight costs, but how much, like if I yeah, like if so, yeah, exactly. Someone's going to come, they're going to spend, you know, 24 hours or whatever, 12 hours in, uh, a city. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the transport will probably be several hundred dollars. Um, but then what do they 
charge for their time and for presumably access to their body. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So probably at this point, we should mention there is a subreddit uh, called Sugar Lifestyle Forum, uh, which which I've frequented for for some time just because I find the stories entertaining. And uh, they used to, on this subreddit, discuss the amount of money for things. Uh, but they stopped because it was creating a lot of friction because basically uh, the men and the women, the men being older men and the women being younger women who are engaged in this would basically start fighting with each other about like, well, is this really true? Is this really how much how much they pay? The women, of course, saying it's really expensive and the men saying it's not that expensive. But my impression was that like for something like what you're saying from, from when they did have numbers on there was it was probably in the thousand to two thousand dollar range to have somebody an a very attractive woman like fly in and do something and probably per per like day be expensive yeah. in other words. Yeah, there is actually a thread on that. It's I think I think the subreddit is called Sugar Lifestyle Forum, right? Did I get it wrong? I th- I don't know. Maybe that's what you said. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, there is a thread buried on there where uh, people are listing prices for various things. And yeah, I mean, it's exactly as you say, the women who contribute what what they make and the men who contribute what they pay have um, there's a big gap there. And so I don't know what the reality is. But uh, yeah, the, the, the men seem to say like a couple hundred dollars for a meeting and the women say like up to a few thousand dollars for a meeting. And yeah, I don't know. I don't and know that, what the reality is there. Well, I think, I mean, it sort of comports, we were talking about this before coming on the air and it comports a little bit with what my like baseline assumption would be, which is that, yeah, some of these women are just prostitutes, but a lot of them are, it's more ambiguous. Like it's like what, in some ways they would just like a, to date a guy who has some money because being 23 and single and poor sucks. Right. right? I mean, look, so on Tinder and Bumble, and Hinge and OkCupid and Coffee Meets Bagel. And, you know, I've tried all of the apps. Um, The usual thing is I will get a match from a uh, compelling person, maybe, you know, once a day or something across all the apps. If I'm spending, you know, a sufficient amount of time curating my profile and, and liking people and, you know, there's a whole science to it. Um, And then, you know, all right. So you get like one attractive person a day. And, uh, and when I say attractive, you know, I mean like you know, physically attractive enough, but also they don't seem strange or crazy, which is a big issue. Um, uh, and then, you know, you start trying to talk and then, you know, three quarters of the time or more, like they never respond to anything. And so, yeah, you, you go through this thing where you're, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. Um, and yeah, seeking arrangement is completely, I mean, it like completely flips the script. Like, I think there are a lot of women on there who aspirationally, like maybe they've heard about, you know, people having success on this site. And so, you know, their idea is they'll, they'll meet a man who, uh, you know, will, you know, they'll, who they'll casually date or, or, you know, maybe it'll lead to something more serious, but you know, that they've, they've read that they can sort of like make some money this way. And so there's a lot of women on there, but they don't really have it codified in their mind exactly what they're looking for. Um, but when I was using it, it, you know, I would get, I don't know, like maybe 15 inbound messages a day. Um, and I don't know if it's because maybe I'm a little bit different than the average person on that site. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like my experience was, and then, yeah, like if you message someone, they're like way more responsive. Um, 
even once I reveal that, like, listen, listen, I'm not on this site to to pay for anything. Like, look, you know, like I'll, I'll pay for dinner, of course, and you know, maybe maybe we'll go see a show, but I'm not gonna explicitly give you money. And so, uh, like, even once I revealed that, like, a lot of people are like, oh, that's fine. I, you know, I'm new here. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. And yeah, I don't know. It's sort of like a fascinating um, flipping of the script. Yeah. So there's a few interesting topics here. Like, for, well, first of all, but I'd like to. I'm curious why, why is it so important to you? I, I realize we don't want to, it's, Ill, you know, prostitution is illegal in a lot of places, but, yeah. but, um, you know, what this site, look, there are a lot of dating relationships people have where somebody helps somebody out, right? I mean, maybe, um, you get married and you help with someone's student loans or you, well, look, if you're, oh, whatever you're okay. dating and I like, think I see where you're going here, but, but so I'm sort of curious, continue. I'm Go just ahead. sort of curious why. I understand. Okay. So I understand. I don't think we need to like belabor the question of why you wouldn't want to pay $300 to have sex with some woman because it, there's a lot of negatives there. Okay. Yes. Um, I realize there are people that do that and and so on, but I understand why you would choose not to. Okay. But why, yeah, why do you have this, why did you, why did you have on this site, this bright line about paying? Was it because it, like you strategically wanted to see what you could do without paying or, or is it some sort of moral thing or what? Uh, I think it is both of those two things. Like I, I was interested in the experiment. And then secondly, yeah, like, uh, I mean, look, the get, the difference between like paying for someone's paying for someone's Uber, paying for someone's meal, paying for someone's ticket to see a show, uh, paying for someone's drinks and doing all those things. Plus, you know, whatever, a hundred bucks is not that much. Um, in fact, it's de minimis. But there's some there's some like psychological line there that I, I wasn't willing to cross. Yeah, because okay. let's, I think okay. we'll go yeah, ahead. On. I, I, well, I'll okay. Just... What I was going to say is, I feel like I would feel like I was being used in a different way, and maybe I'm being used the whole time anyway. And so it's like silly to you know draw a line there. But yeah, I don't want to feel like the person is doing anything with me because they are financially dependent or they're doing it just because, you know, they want that, they want that money. But I mean, isn't that sort of unrealistic? Like, I mean, so the thing I was going to say, but it, it fits in well is, I mean, let's say you were, you know, you started dating, uh, by the way, these women that you could meet on the site were much younger than you, right? Generally. Yes. Okay. Actually exclusively. Yes. But that was your goal. Whatever. I mean, that was, you, you were, you're interested in much younger women because they're more attractive, more fun. I think my, my, my goal was, attractiveness and yeah, unfortunately that correlates with youth. Well, and probably also like the kinds of things that they want to do. They don't want to, uh, they want, yeah, they want to do more fun things, whatever, but, uh, and they might be more open to new experiences and stuff. Um, okay. So let's say you were, let's say you met a much younger woman on this site and you started dating, uh, and she needed help with her rent. Would you just yeah. be like, no, yeah, I think I would. That didn't come up, but I think it didn't come up because I was fairly explicit about not being interested in that. But so, so there's no point in such a relationship where you would be willing to help out the other person. I'm I'm curious about this because, like, you know, I think that like traditionally, traditionally, you know, this is like a, was or maybe still is a common feature of male female relationships was simply that the man could earn more money and wound up sort of supporting the woman who maybe mm -hmm. 
you know, provided various things, whether it's uh, companionship and sex or later maybe taking care of kids and so forth. So like I don't it's so it's not like an insanely like culturally speaking, it's not an insane thing or, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, let's say you moved in together. Like, would you expect her to pay 50 percent? No. No, that's absolutely not. Listen, no, I, I'm not arguing that my drawing a line there makes sense. In, in fact, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, which is like, yeah, like what is the <laughs> why put a line on, you know, like, oh, like I'll pay for everything except like I won't actually give you money. Like that doesn't really make that much sense. But um, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, that's one of the things just sort makes, of where I was. One of the things that makes this site really interesting to me is it's taking something that at least and I realize like there, this runs afoul of what like women might say, well, nowadays it's not this way anymore. Okay. So women have their own earning power that's on some sort of parity with men. And so maybe this is irrelevant now and that, that could well be. But certainly 40 years ago, there was sort of a an implicit bargain that men and women would make. And what this site's doing is taking that implicit bargain and making it explicit. Um, yeah. And I, I think that could be a path to happiness for people. Yeah, I think so as well. There's still there's still this stigma against uh like women are loath to admit that they're looking for financial security from a partner. Like they really 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 don't like doing that. Do you think that it's there's a a similar uh unwillingness to admit on the part of men that they're looking to because they just because their nuts feel better when they're with a woman? You know what I mean? Like I mean, isn't it the same thing? It's like men there's, there's each person is using the other for certain things, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there's something interesting there. Like, yeah, like uh, I've heard from women, I've dated some fairly successful women and a lot of them report issues with partners where they are jealous of their, of their earnings. Right. So like, it's almost, it's, it's like, I think men feeling like they're being depended on can actually give them some sort of meaning or, or increased value in a relationship. That makes sense to me. Does that make sense to you? It does. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's emasculating to not be needed financially or, you know, for, for sustenance. Right. I mean, there are these sort of like incumbent roles that people kind of fit into uh, culturally or just sort of maybe even biologically. Like there's these things that people expect. Um, yeah. But you see, you see, my point was like, okay, so a woman, you're saying a woman doesn't want to say whether it's true or not, let's say it's true that she wants that she is looking for a man for financial help. She doesn't want to say that, of course, on seeking arrangement, like that ship has sailed, right? They're explicitly saying that. So that's interesting. But I, I think was asking, even like, is there, there yeah. even there, people still speak in code. Well, say more they'll, about they'll that. They'll say, say something like, um, I'm looking for a mature and intelligent man who can mentor me and you know, show me what the city has to offer. And then you'll see other words, like you'll see the word generous a lot. Um, but I think in general, some women are, are much more comfortable with it than others. So some of them, some of them are speaking, in other words, some of them are speaking in code because they're just playing the game. Some of them are speaking in code because they're a little bit uncomfortable with what they're sort of implicitly asking for. And how do you, how would you, I mean, do the, you would just message all of them and, and you would through the conversation deduce which kind of woman they were? That's right. That's, That's interesting. Right. I mean, were there tells? Uh, I didn't, I hadn't, I didn't spend enough time on it to get good at that. 
I suspect okay. that I suspect that um, I suspect that I could. Um, Interesting. I went on a date with this girl, and uh, we met. And I, I thought I had I had been clear about not being interested in paying for anything, but yeah, she was maybe she thought I was speaking in code or something. But anyway, yeah, when we met, it was clear that she wanted to set up like some sort of financial arrangement. And I was like, Oh yeah, we're not. How did she make that clear? Um, she started talking about, um, how discreet she is. And I was like, that's not an issue. I'm single. <laughs> I'm not trying to hide you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, I think I asked like where she worked and she didn't want to say, and I was like, Oh, okay. This is interesting. Like, yeah, she's, yeah, she's making, yeah, this isn't like the, the first step in relationship building. This is the first step in contract building. Uh, well, you were, you're, you, you just looked at yourself and you're like, I'm a John. Yeah. I mean, it was clear (laughs) what, what, uh, what, what she was going for. So Okay, but, anyway, but you also didn't steer again. She was pretty. You though. also met with women who where that was not the case. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What, what did that go? Yeah, like? I think I met with two or three folks from okay. from Seeking dot com. Um, We're not advertising them or anything. I mean, maybe we could. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> we need a sponsor, right? <laughs> we don't need um, a sponsor. Actually, we're both. We're both, uh, we, we, we're both set. We're men. We're real men yeah. here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. If I'm on seeking arrangement, that implies. Oh, also it does ask what your net worth is and what your, what your um, annual income is and the women can see it. What is the highest, what is the highest you can put either of those two? Uh, very, very high, I imagine. I think you would clear the high. I think the highest is like. 10 million plus, but I don't got it. I mean, that might be higher than that. I don't remember. Yeah. The, uh, I, I read on the forum on, on the subreddit that men actually can be reluctant to, to select the highest because they, because they're concerned they will just straight up attract, Like you'd be, Oh, 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 actually that's not what they said. They said the prices go up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Because if they select the highest, like the women are definitely going to demand like, I mean, but oh, keep in I mind, see. keep in I mind, see, that, I see, I see. Like the subreddit, so so I think it's worth noting that th- the subreddit is populated by men who are using the site much more. I would Tran- say transactionally, tor- more transactionally, and in fact, like the whole ethos of the of the subreddit is about how you know you need to be fair about this, provide a monthly stipend or whatever. And what Keith's talking about actually is a mode of operation that they would sort of look down on, I think, because it's right. much more, uh, it's yes. much more, they, they uh, even have a, they even have a word for this. What's that? Splenda daddy. I've also seen salt daddy. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, not providing the sugar, good. but, right. the, but, but, but I, I actually think but there's I, an, yeah, go I ahead. disagree with that notion. Like first off, well, whatever I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not making, I'm just not cutting checks, you know, uh, like we're going out to dinner and I'm, paying for drinks and stuff like it's plus yeah i mean look i offer more than just like my financial ability right like i I like to think that i'm i don't know at least mildly i think you're substantially i think you're substantially younger than the people on the site you're not married and so like i think that you get bucketed i I actually think that 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 seeking could be a I know, I know you're putting it's all in the past tense here but i think it could be a an interesting ongoing way to find uh attractive young women because um, 
I think they would bucket you differently. And I think they did. Like, I mean, out of the women you contacted, like what percentage would you say like just went straight the sort of stipend slash prostitution route? It was it was less than 50%, right? Yeah, way less. I, th- I think I met like, I think I met either four or five people total. And yeah, just the one went for that. Yeah, so I have then, to be honest, like I, I don't, I, I think there's, I think it's age. I also have the impression, just an impression that, um, although there are photos posted sometimes on the, on the subreddit, um, uh, that the men are kind of unattractive, like overweight, weird looking. And so if you're normal looking and, and, and in good shape and sort of can fit the financial profile and younger, younger meaning like probably under 50, yeah. like, and not married. Like, I actually think it could be a pretty good, like, dating venue because I think, yeah, I, I suspect there's a lot of younger women on there that just want to meet somebody that can, that they can have fun with and, and not sort of be in poverty all the time. Like, I just think like that it's such a, the, the gap there financially is so big that even like you said, going to dinner, having drinks, going to movie or shows, maybe taking a trip, like these are all things that like are, are sort of unreachable. I think people maybe lose sight of how that's unreachable for certain segments of society. And yeah, I mean, like it's not, so I don't think it necessarily has to be like um, abusive toward one party or the other or totally transactional. I think like, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the people I met there were, were displeased with, with me. Um, and I, and I am sort of curious to experiment further there. I mean, I've, other things came up, so I haven't been on there lately, but yeah, well, I also, I also find it striking the difference between what I view is I, I saw like an interesting video about this the other day where a, a person who was actually a male to female transsexual was talking about it and talking about Tinder. And it was interesting because this person is a she now, uh, now meaning she was a man, uh, has done Tinder from both sides and was able therefore to like experience uh, sort of the sort of the craziness that it is to be a man on Tinder, and like I think that uh, Tinder in a lot of ways is abusive toward men. Um, yeah, you've described to me like the just how like if you don't respond like within twenty minutes to a woman's message, she'll just that's it. Yeah, I mean, look, the problem with Tinder, and they don't publish stats on this, but I'm sure if they did, they would reveal the following: if you are an attractive woman, you get some large multiple of the matches that an attractive man does. Um, and We're so talking about like a thousand X or something. It's, it's, yes. a large no, it's not, it's not two X. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, they sign up for the site and uh, w- women almost never pay. But if you pay Tinder tells you how many people, it tells you people who have liked you before you like them. So you can just see people that you could match with if you want to. But uh, if, if they paid, I'm sure like after one day, they're going to have like, you know, 400 potential matches. And and people have reported this. Like you can go on the Tinder subreddit and attractive women who do pay. They're like, oh my gosh, like, I, yeah, there's like hundreds of potential people here. And so, you know, like not all of them are going to be attractive and good looking, but, you know, let's say just 10% are, right? So now let's say that they had 500 people like them. Now there's 50 dudes that they somehow need to vet and they, they're not going to like, they can't just do that. So they're just going to choose like a random person to message. Like it's, it's, it's a lottery system. And then on the other side, you have attractive men and attractive men. Well, I mean, and men generally like very rarely get matches. And when they do, it's even if they do match, it's random whether, whether the girl responds and it, yeah, I mean, it can just sort of be a frustrating experience. Um, yeah, I would like to actually dig in more to your the specifics of your Tinder experience. We're running out of time here. Maybe in the yeah. next episode we could because I, I, the, you have a bunch of like 
fascinating insights, both from having tried the premium of Tinder, pay, paying for various service. You have a, a mm-hmm. bunch of, sort of really interesting. Yeah, stuff. I think I have some some pretty decent pro tips for. Uh... Well, and just experiences. I mean, because I think uh, you're on the more attractive side, and I think uh, so. There's oh, that. Thanks, well, you, I, I, I'm, I'm talking statistically. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, it's impossible for me to gauge. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, although, well, anyway, um, <laughs> it's impossible for me to gauge realistically. You're not fat. I'll give you that. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think probably a lot of men who are not as attractive would be interested in the experience because you have you have had in your life a lot of success with this thing, but. Uh, it's interesting how it, it also is interesting to me how like there's this huge delta between the experience of seeking and Tinder, which makes in some ways to me, seeking is just a Tinder with like income verification or something. Um, yeah, it sort of feels like that. Um, it's, 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 it's even more than that though. Like it's, uh, it gets rid of like this class of really good looking, but not financially viable men. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's, yeah, so it's this, right. So income, it's, it's like, it's like if there was a way for the women on Tinder, we should wrap up, but if there was a way for the women on Tinder to, uh, we've, we've talked about this before to, uh, validate that you actually have a certain income or net worth. Yeah. Like, I think, I just, I think that it would statistic, it would change the statistics about who, which men got matches. That's all. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've change- floated, we've floated this theory around to, to women we know, and they almost universally get outraged when you suggest that, but then, but then. <laughs> Why does, right. why, does, I mean, why, does, the, why does seeking.com exist then? Well, but and, and, and I, it goes back to that thing about like uh, you were saying that like women don't want to explicitly be looking for money in a relationship. And I said, well, does it – Yeah. Uh, is it, what, is it, why is it okay for men to explicitly want sex with a hot chick in a relationship? And it's the same. It's like, look, men – like you know that there's a lot of data that on these dating apps, like if you're an overweight or unattractive woman, like you get way fewer likes. Well, it's just the same thing. It's just what are men and what are women looking for in the main – yeah. Obviously, everybody's different, but like in the main, women are more interested in like a financially stable, successful, interesting guy, and that is harder to measure from a picture in a paragraph. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. I think we're that's that's a wrap. Uh, yep. So this was uh, episode thirteen of Your Mileage May Vary. As a reminder, you can contact us on Twitter at ymmvpod, on our Facebook page, uh, and by email at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode.